I think it's fair to say, Jeff, you pretty much dedicate your life's work to raising money for charity now. Probably for the last 10 years, ever mm. since I went into remission, that's been the case, yeah. Now, you're trying to raise a million pounds this summer for Q Leukemia. Uh, is that charity you set up or have you got It's a charity involved? that my professor is uh, funded by. Um, my professor has been proven to be a leading light in the world, not just, you know, in the UK. And, um, yeah, just supporting this guy who obviously gave me another chance of life. You know, he just... You, Eternally grateful. So you're just trying to find different ways how to raise awareness and raise a hell of, hell of a lot of money, you know, for patients who are going to be diagnosed today and tomorrow. And do you still have a lot of role of sort of going round hospitals and visiting patients and just seeing how treatments are working now? Well, I'm, I'm close to my professor and uh, very much aware of how the science has progressed so quickly. And but the, the frustration is the the acceleration in much by. The clinical trials which allow patients to benefit from that so that's where my passion lies and um, we both work hard together to to beat the drum about it how important it is to invest money into clinical research nurses because they're the missing link into all this now of course but a lot of your hard work comes on getting on a bike uh, uh, yes you're, you're going around the tour de france again this summer how many, how many times is this now this will be the third but it's probably the second time where um, it really means an awful lot again. I mean, all three times, which it will be, will mean an awful lot. But the, the first time was into the unknown, and we raised a quarter million pounds and a hell of a lot of awareness, and ended up with the BBC Helen Rawlinson Award. So I felt a little bit guilty about that, all that um, me, me, me sort of thing. So I took six cancer survivors around. <laughs> they weren't that happy in some mm. parts, at some stages for sure, but they survived and uh, enjoyed, you know getting to Paris and again we raised a, a, a hell of a lot of money so to celebrate 10 years you know what do you do and it's, it's taking we're taking up to 15 people around they've raised 50,000 pounds each and um, again we're, we're just trying to raise a million pounds for a team that's going to make hell of a, a lot of difference to the way the, the research is um, accelerated to patients benefit and for those 15 people, where does it start from? Do you approach them and, and tell them, this is what I'm doing, do you want to be a part of this, or do they come to you? No, what we did is announce I was going to do it again, and the reasons why, and then giving people the opportunity. And the way we're doing it, we're doing it where it's a, very much like a professional peloton. So we've got outriders, motorbikes, we've got lead cars, we've got the, a broom wagon at the back, hopefully we won't be needing that, might be for me, but um, no, these guys uh, are going to experience as near as damn it to being a, the experience of doing a professional ride as, as close as we can make it. Now I have to mention, of course, uh, you've, you've been in the in the papers a little bit this week because one of the riders for two stages is yeah. Lance Armstrong. Yes. Where, where did the link with Lance first come about? The link came probably about two days after I was diagnosed. It, um, a book landed on my mat, and it's something I read straight away. It was a title, Not About the Bike, and it was about his battle against cancer. And that's a, the part I just remember. And I remember he inspired millions and millions of people who were going through a similar sort of battle. And I just thought, you know, I always felt if I could sort of... Um, try and emulate what he was doing in a smaller way in the UK, then I would have done some good work because he's raised $500 million, you know, and, uh, you know, we're on our way. We've done some good stuff, but he's a part of that, and he was a, um, a part of my story. So I can't ignore that. So that's the reason why I've invite, invited Lance for two days. Um, and it's, I think, like you say, 
it's made a, a, a lot of people aware of what we're doing. We've got people who obviously uh, are a little bit against it, and some people are very much against it, but I believe it, the cause is too big to, you know, us be sidetracked by what we're trying to achieve. Did Lance jump into the chance, or was he a bit hesitant? <coughs> no, no, it took me about eight months. And that's what people are they're saying, it's, it's a little bit of an opportunity for him to um, uh, control things again, as people see him as that. But I had to go and see him and meet him face-to-face -face before I made my mind up. And I could see in his eyes what he wanted to do was just to get back helping the people in the cancer community because he's lost that link with his yeah. charity that he's set up. And I just think if I can give him that first step into this road to redemption that people keep talking about, hopefully in a couple of years' time we're, we're talking about something very, very positive rather than the neg negatives, you know. But again, it, it, it's just he's a small part in this, but, you know, he's definitely done a part of what I was looking to do already. But, you know, it's, it's, it's got to just, we've got to magnify this and keep building on it. And it's not going to stop when we finish getting off the bikes. And in terms of getting to the point where you are getting on the bike, how's the training going so far? Oh, I wish I, I could say it's, it's going really well, but it, you never do enough for such a challenge. And that, I think everybody's working so hard. There's some chaps are going away as much as they can in between doing, obviously, day-to-day -day work. Um, but they're, they're putting the effort in so they can experience something that's going to be magical when they, they reach Paris. And afterwards, uh, what we say, you say the, the challenge continues afterwards in terms of fundraising. Do you, yep. do you know what happens when you reach Paris? What, what do you do next? Party. <laughs> no, no, after that, you know, that's the thing, you see. See, uh, I, when people talk to me about why you're doing this, why you're doing that, and all this sort of thing, my... my um, inspiration of patients that have lost their battle that I sat next to for many years when I was going through my treatment and I know there's going to be more people I'm on the phone constantly with people looking for a positive you know I'm, I'm one of them and so I know there's people battling all the time so I'm just forever trying to find ways to support the doctors and nurses who do such a good job. Now, of course, it is Jeff Thomas Day here at the ground because it's the opponents are Man United and it's 25 years since that great cup final. And if you at home want to support Jeff's appeal, you can text CPMU25 and then the pound sign and five. And the number is 70070. That's 70070. And if you head on to Palace Radio on Twitter, you can see there we put a picture of uh, how you can get into those details for Jeff Thomas Day. I think Crystal Palace as a club have always been behind everything I've done, you know, and been very supportive and this lady to my left Jane has been there from day one with everything and um, I remember her getting the website, the Holmesdale um, website yeah. behind me you know, with goodwill messages when I was diagnosed and that meant an awful lot and I'll never forget that and you know, every time I do something, these thousands of Palace fans wish me luck so it's just it's, it's fabulous to be back Thank you very much for talking to us Jeff. we do appreciate it. Cheers, thank you